This is Friday night at the sea show. Come and get bored with Mojo. <laughs> I'm waiting for Mojo to arrive and break down the house. I know it's going to be fun to have uh, uh, Mojo breaking down the house and the dogs too, obviously. Somehow over the rainbow, the dogs are not quaining down. Hmm. She had a cocktail for them, too. <laughs> so we're waiting for Mojo to come and have a little fun here. And we're going to get bored, which will be with a lot of laughter, actually. So I'm going to put a card in between and see how wild it's going to get. Then I have to happen to a different show on a different platform. That should be even funnier, too. And be a co-host again. Oh, coming to life. Oh, my God. You know... We cannot get better than that than coming to life. Okay, I will take you for a sec, uh, Samantha, and then I will get uh, Mojo running when he's here. We're going to switch things. Hi, Samantha. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, just another day in paradise here. How about oh, you? Fantastic. You know, if I was any better, I'd be illegal. <laughs> really? <laughs> do tell. Yeah. Do tell. <laughs> oh, it's just been, it's been a really productive amazing week you know oh, um, so i'm super happy it's friday i get the weekend to myself um and i get back to the grind on monday but you know it's nice to be in my apartment and it's it's just me here and it feels fantastic <laughs> i love it that's the spirit good lord yeah. isn't it awesome when you can kick up from uh, your feet up for a minute and just like yeah i'm gonna enjoy oh, yes. it yeah it's gonna be it's good amazing. I know. I love it, it when it happens this way, actually. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, well, that's good. So what are you going to do for the weekend, actually? Nothing? Um, probably clean a little bit. Um, I've got laundry I need to. Just domesticated stuff. Okay. Well, you know, if you can yeah. do it with a nice cocktail and cool music, who cares? Life is <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's um, me, but... <laughs> Just, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> it is always five o'clock somewhere. And I agree with you. There is somewhere over there in Bo. It's five o'clock. And we have to be respectful of the five o'clock rules, people. Exactly. And we are adults. Mm. So. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes. We're, we're, on, we're only promoting to people who are uh, over the age and are adult. The other one. Right. Have a Kool-Aid or lemonade uh, or something, a Coke, a pop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, uh, this is what we do. So that's awesome. Well, that's nice you joined the sea show from it. I need to text Mojo to see where he's at because he's supposed to be here. Oh, like, no. Happened? Oh. I know. It's who, like we're supposed to take down Mojo? the house. So Who is Mojo? Yeah. Oh, you don't know who Mojo is? I don't. Oh, Mojo is a very interesting individual. His name is Joe, and his nickname is Mojo, and he's a creative director for a company, and he had the pleasure to uh, hop on one of my sessions in the afternoon, uh, I think it was Wednesday. Uh -huh. So it was like, oh, my God, and we laughed so hard. I invited him uh, to be live here, actually. Wow. Uh, Yes, that yes. That is so super exciting, Miss Emma. I'm so happy for you. Well, you know, I like to have some crazy guests. And this one we love so hard. Then I'm like, well, we cannot spend a Friday night without Mojo. Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and get offline. 
Oh, no, um, you're good. If you want to continue oh, to talk, sure? we can talk for the moment. I'm not kicking okay, anybody. Sure. Uh, yeah, because I'm texting him right now. I'm waiting for him. Okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, we go. Texting him. <laughs> Maybe you're so multi-talented. I can't text and do this at the same time. <laughs> I have no idea how I'm doing it either, but I'm doing it somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Uh, let's, you know, we do what we do is what we get. So, and what That's we can. That's true. Yeah, so, we're dealt the hand, we're played. <laughs> exactly. So, did you start at a room here or a chat? I'm curious. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I will doing, I'm always talking about music because I'm a musician. So, oh, yeah, that's topic, true. We talk. The two of us yes. talk. Yes. Yep. Uh, tonight's topic is going to be about, and, and I wanted to do this a couple of nights ago, but I wasn't able to because I was just in the studio. Um, it's going to be about emulation versus imitation and how Ooh. artists walk the fine line between the two. And I'm Ooh. really excited to know and hear what people have to say about that and their creative process and what they do to keep their uniqueness their own. Yeah, that's true because there is so many genres, so many people. And if somebody has a style, everybody wants to copy the style or you're right. Or, they do. Ah, oh, he's on his way. Very good. Right, uh, right. But the question I have is, you know, when they created those pop stars and they have one mm -hmm. recipe and they use the same people to do different things, it's like, yeah. you know, similar things. It's like, well, it's kind of killing everything in the same time. And I'm thinking of the Britney Spears and the Aguilera of the world. Well, the difference is one has the pipe to sing, the other one doesn't. But I don't want to be mean to neither one of them. So I'm not going to say which one can sing, the other one can't. We know. But, it, <laughs> you know, it was a recipe for a while with the boy bands and stuff like that. That, oh, well, oh, yeah. you know. So it's very interesting. And generally, I don't know, I feel like when there is a uniqueness somewhere, um, some people can, because if it's not a trend, they're going to be put under the rug for a known reason. Sure. So for me, it's kind of like, no. Um, we don't want to do that. We want to make right. sure that every genre, every style is represented. But I don't know. I found it very interesting, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really wonderful talk tonight. You know, I'm hoping so what time... we get a lot of content creators on there sharing their creative processes and yep. um, just a really great general talk about the arts. And so. At what time? Well, uh, and I was gonna do it at seven. Um, okay, that's what I that's what I've been saying. So yep. probably at seven. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, that's good. Uh, seven Eastern time. Yes. No, seven Central. Central. So in uh, in about half an hour. All right. Yes. Oh, well, good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well. That's going to be very interesting. I will be curious to hear it afterwards uh, because I will be laughing on my side and you will be serious oh. on the other. <laughs> well, anytime a guest comes on, it seems like all we do is laugh too. So, Oh, that's um, good. I, that's I good. totally get it. <laughs> I absolutely no, but adore this app. That's awesome. I'm very happy to, uh, to, to know you're going to do this and that's going to be great because I said it's a great topic actually. Um, oh, thank you. To Well, yeah, because if you're looking at the style and the content and what's going on now with, I was said, uh, with the Internet, with Facebook, with TikTok, and now everybody can put their style out there. But before it was extremely restricted because if you didn't fit the, uh, fit the mold, they will not look at you. Right. Which is too bad. Yep. 
So um, that's, yeah, that reminds me of what I was, uh, what was his name? Bruce Springsteen and Brian Adams. That was the same oh, style. Yeah. It was like, well, Brian Adams you know, wasn't as popular than Bruce Springsteen, but he was the same way. But, you know, Bruce Springsteen was around a little longer. But uh -huh. yeah, same thing. So that's very interesting to see, you know, the, the hit and miss and stuff like that. So I mean, okay, the what? boy is in. Well, we'll see in a minute. Oh, he's in. Well, no, no, I don't see him himself. right now. I don't see him right now in Wisdom, but uh, he should be coming in. Oh, yes, he's in. He is in the house. The mojo is in the, in the house. house. So, okay. <laughs> thank you, Samantha. Well, enjoy your talk. Thank you for having me on. Oh, um, you're welcome, my yeah. dear. Stay Have blessed, fun tonight. Yep, bye bye. Right. Okay, so we're swapping, and finally, the mojo, you're worse than a star. That's why you're in the West Coast. Hey, mojo, everybody, mojo, everybody's mojo. gonna be a diva sometime. Oh Today's yes, you're day, the pure baby. diva right now, my friend. I'm like, <laughs> holy right. crap! Come on, make him wait. Don't, oh, don't you did. You when you get there. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like holy crap. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Mojo. It's like no. So, yeah, how's your day? The, the real stars—they don't come out on time. They wait till the crowd is frothing at the mouth. Bring them on! Bring them on! We want Joe. <laughs> Wait an hour I before that, that starts. My, heart, my spirit <laughs> that the crowd was going nuts. Bring them on! Bring them on! We want Joe. Then I thought, okay, all right, I'll give them what they want. I'll give them what uh -huh. they want. All right. <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, you have no, you have no idea what you're in for. You realize that, right? Oh well, yeah, I do, but that's why I would. I like to do the wild ride. It's not the wild thing; it's the wild ride. Okay, Mr. So... Toad's wild ride. That's what we're doing right now. Exactly. That's why I asked you to come here to take down the house. Otherwise, what's the point? And the funniest part is I was uh, I did shuffling some cards, the Oracle card of the Enchanted Map from Colette Baron Reed. And I pulled this one that was so interesting. Come to life. Come Do to you believe life. that? Yes. It means something beautiful is being born in your life. Well, we yep. got one who's going to crash down the house. Burning down the house. <laughs> Ow! Exactly. So, do you want to know what that means? Absolutely. Come on. All right. When you look at your life, can you see how you've grown and evolved over time? I'm not so sure about that about you, Joe. <laughs> more more that the I must for say, me. It's, it's more of a regression than a progression. Yes, me. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Just saying it, you know. I'm going to tell it the way I see it. So, <laughs> let's continue and try to be uh, fair on this one. Perhaps no. you have shared skins and identities. Well, you got so many identities at this point. I don't know which one we're talking to today. <laughs> and create quiet, a new I'm, one. Shh, shh, quiet, I'm, I'm having a conversation with myself. Shh, quiet, over there. Yes. No, left shoulder, right shoulder. Shh, quiet. <laughs> or at the very least, mature in your ideas uh, about yourself and the world you're in a bit. I'm not sure about that. I think you go a wild ride on this one. I think you were at the Six Flag and stayed into the roller coaster ride. <laughs> you lost me at mature. I know. You I know, know she says. I know. <laughs> you know, things take times and spirit. Um, Timetable is rarely in sync with your own. That is so true. This card indicates that a long-held dream is beginning to show signs of life. Well, the freaking is about time. Ooh, 
Ooh, that's my TED Talk right there. That's my TED Talk they're talking about. Really? Good. You must try not to coax uh, it along or shape it accordingly to your desires. Spirit knows the best form for the manifestation of of these dreams, and your life can become even better than you could possibly imagine. Now is the time to reverence and awe. Allow the contours of your path to be carved by the end of the divine. The hands, not the end. The contours of your past. The contours of your path (laughs) to be carved by the hands of the divine. And now we welcome to the stage contours of your past. Bring it on. (laughs) And the crowd goes wild. Oh, all you have to do is just show up. All right, buddy, you need to show up. That's the only thing you got to do. Don't try to make form of it. Don't make form of it. Yeah, but here's the deal. Don't make form of it and you will be just fine. Just go with the flow. Are you popping a bottle of wine? A beer. Okay, because I thought that that the pop sounded like wine. (laughs) No, no, that's a a totally different pop. Totally different pop. Uh, No, because I felt it was a cork in there. No, no cork. Okay. But, well, oh. metaphorically, perhaps, I just unpopped the cork, if that's what you mean. Uh, yeah, you probably did, but I'm just, drink- <laughs> I'm just drinking my tea at this point. I think I have, <laughs> I think I have a little cognac. I'm going to be drinking my cognac, seriously. So how was the rest of your week, by the way? The rest of my week? This is the rest of my week right here, baby. Really? Nothing this happened is- between the time we talked on Wednesday to now? Right. No, I slept the whole time. I was just napping, waiting for my chance to be on the seashow. All right. Welcome to the seashow. A Welcome warning for everybody listening. Do not eat, drink during the seashow. I hope you went to go potty before you went to the seashow because you're going to have a problem. It could be a bladder leak. Thank you. <laughs> We're about to have better? a bladder splatter. <laughs> red alert, red alert. Get the depends. Whoop. No wonder. Oh, no I heard wonder. A in there. I heard a snort. Yes. All right. No wonder they ask you to turn it down at work. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, they they don't want to see this side of me, baby. They do not no, want no. to see this side of me. Uh, okay, so you're saying to me you're going to church as well on your you what? You're preaching at church or not? I am, but it's uh, all online. So the, a little church in West Los Angeles lost okay. their pastor due to COVID. And so they asked the university where I work if uh, there was anybody who could to do messages on video and then provide them online. And that was last. Right. That was in December of 2020. And I've been doing it ever since, every week, ever since. All right. So how much do you traumatize the congregation over there? As much as possible. All right. Is it working? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All fact, right. The, the feedback I get as you, it will come no, no surprise to you is like, we've never had anybody preach to us like that before. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's a compliment, actually. I take that as a badge of honor. Well, as long as the congregation doesn't leave one by one, you're safe. <laughs> well, see, that's the cool thing about being virtual. I have no idea if they're walking out on me or not. So really? I'm just assuming the best. I'm like, yeah, they're loving Don't you, me. Hold on. Don't you know how many people are listening to you? Well, yeah. Uh, yes and no. Because, you know, with statistics and analytics online, it's like, you, there was one week it said like 600 views or something, but then you look closer and it's like, those were all three second views. And then the viewership dropped off before I even came on the video. That was just on the intro. 
So <laughs> I, I take analytics with a grain, grain of salt. Yes, uh, some of them definitely. Some of them definitely. Okay, so you traumatize an entire church, which is like okay on Sundays. So or there is a possibility I'd traumatize nobody because if they don't get past three seconds, I'm only traumatizing like the Ethernet. I'm not traumatizing anybody. So you're basically traumatizing the entire web world. The webs, <laughs> all the interwebs. I'm here to traumatize the interwebs. You know, you should try the dark web. <laughs> no, no. See how it goes. <laughs> Hey, I could be See? I could be light in a dark place. Bring my sermons to the dark net of the interwebs. You know that could work. You could have millions of followers right there. Yeah, where Think shall about I lead it? Them? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, another snort. That's two for me. Two for me. Okay, so two. I'm keeping yes. score though. So this for good. Me, I just want you to know right from the very beginning. For me, this is a drinking game. So every time you snort, I get to take another step. <laughs> God, you're going to be drunk at the end of it. And Cheers. we got two hours to go. Oh, my God. This is going to be interesting, people. Two hours you... of drinking game. That's okay because I got my uh, cup of um, tea, herbal tea. Not regular, Boring. but herbal. Boring. No, I like my herbal. I heard of my herbal tea. I don't Did drink you say herbal tea? Yes. You're pronouncing the H? Herbal yes. tea. Herbal herb. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's I'm right. getting a herb You're from tea. South Minnesota. I forgot that they said how they say it. There. Yes, in South herbal Minnesota, in, yes, we do. In a South Minnesota, there is not far from Minneapolis, 30 miles down south, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, there is a very small town called Hootlandy Land. And in Hootlandy Land, we all speak like that. I don't think the town is officially called Hootenanny Land, although oh, it if is it was, I would, Land. I would move there in a heartbeat. Oh, yes. This is Hootenanny Land, and we are enjoying everybody because we all have the same accent. We work very hard at it. <laughs> 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 yes, we do. I got my emphasis on the wrong syllable. You did. That's yeah, all right. My, my emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to mimic uh, that was what Fargo? <laughs> Fargo? <laughs> that was something. Oh my and god! And I would like to introduce you to my wood chipper while we're at it. Oh yes, I love. I bought a couple of wood chipper. Very useful. <laughs> Yikes! That's TMI, baby. Just keep that to yourself before you get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I already tread them, so we're good. I'm getting some new one for this winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because the wood can only grind up so many bodies before you have to sharpen the blades again. I agree. Plus, I got an upgrade from it, so may as well, you know. <laughs> two bodies. <laughs> now you can do two for one. <laughs> exactly. For... Yep. But it was a very, you know, it was a very interesting movie, actually. It was quite funny, too. <laughs> It was hilarious, yeah. I mean, in a really dark way, yes, it was hilarious. Well, yeah, the Coen brothers are very good on their movies, so oh, yes. They are. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant yeah. because they're oh, yes. borderline insane. That's why we love them. Yep, that's right, because we can relate to that. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Come on, yes, start to... for me. I'm, I'm thirsty. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid to do that just for the you, heck of it. <laughs> you can't make me. No. Nope. Nope. Now nope. Nope. Now can't. he's regressed into immaturity to be with me for the day. 
Welcome me. to my world. I welcome All to my right. World. You know, have you ever thought to become um, a voiceover for Disney? No, why? Why not? <laughs> You're entertaining. <laughs> I will volunteer. Yeah, but... You should. Really? You well, should. How do you do that? I have no idea how to do that. Well, connect with those guys, send a tape, and just send it to them, and just you know, put an application in there. I'm sure they're recruiting, uh, recruiting people for voiceovers. Yeah, well, you know, well, I live do. about uh, I live well, about 15 for... minutes from Disneyland. I could walk the tape in myself. Are you freaking kidding me? Not freaking kidding you. Oh my goodness, are you freaking kidding me? I don't mm -hmm. like uh, Disney World, but that's fine. But uh, no, Disney uh, World, Disneyland, it's completely different. What is the difference between Disney World and Disneyland? The world is not in, in Florida and the land is in Vegas. Uh, Vegas in, <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, Vegas is its own story thing. altogether. That's good well, yeah. Vegas, if you know what I mean. I like Vegas. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> what? I didn't say anything wrong yet. <laughs> yet? But, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. It might be coming. Who who knows? But no. Uh, what, so what's the difference between the two? Because the one in Florida has all of the studio and the Orlando studio. What is the difference between the two Disney? Um, well, I have to qualify what I'm about to say because this is what I've been told. I've been right. to Disneyland many times, but I've never been to Disney World. Um, but my understanding is that if you took Disneyland. You could put it in the parking lot of Disney World and it would get swallowed up. Disney World is like five, six, seven, ten times bigger than Disneyland. And Disney World is part of a, a whole conglomeration of parks. Like they have a, a safari park. I don't know the names of all of them, but a, but a safari park with wild animals. Yeah. And they have like an Epcot Center with cultural stuff from all around the world. And like an imagination thing that's like movie making magic. Yeah. So the Disney World, as I understand it, is so big that you cannot see it all in one day you have to get a multi-day pass to do that whereas in disneyland you could easily i mean other than the lines being ridiculously long uh you could easily walk disneyland in just a few hours oh, okay oh, okay well that's not that bad and is mickey still in la mickey is everywhere you want him to be all right that is creepy but okay <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> yeah. but i gotta tell you Mickey was born in 1955, and he has aged rather well, I got to tell you. I gracefully, yes, they do. For some odd reason, they all age gracefully. Oh, rats. Mm -hmm. I know. What, you want to be part of a cartoon at the end of the day? Not really, but hey, why not? That was kind of a joke. Oh, rats, you know, because Mickey Mouse is a mm -hmm. mouse. All right, yes. Not a good joke, necessarily, but just a joke. <laughs> yes, it is. He was an ugly little mice to start with, and they make it yes. better and more friendlier, actually. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah and they often, they... in almost all the Disney movies now, they show that little snippet from Steamboat Willie, which was the original Mickey Mouse cartoon. He was yeah. actually called Willie. Steamboat Willie was the cartoon by Walt Disney, where he's, on mm -hmm. the ca he's the captain of a little tugboat, and he's whistling. You see that little snippet on the beginning of all your Disney movies. Oh, really? Hmm. It's like a Hitchcock version of it, except, you know, Alfred was on every first few seconds of the scene. You could see Alfred Hitchcock on every single of his movies. Yeah, that's right. See, yeah, he would always always make an appearance somewhere yes, in the, in the film as his, well. Right? Yeah, it was his signature, actually. Yeah, at least somebody who wanted to pretend to make a Hitchcock movie, well, you need to hire the guy. 
Hitchcock or a wannabe Hitchcock to uh, to claim it was a Hitchcock movie. But yeah, he always did that too. Yeah, yeah, he'd been a what they call a cameo, I guess, in his yes. own films. Yes, right? yeah. And and if yeah. you know anything about the Marvel movies, the Marvel universe, the creator of the Marvel universe is Stan Lee. He wrote a lot of the comics and developed mm-hmm. many of the stories. So Stan Lee would always have a really bit part in each of the Marvel movies, uh, except for the most recent ones because he passed away. But yeah, he would always show up, and oftentimes he would play a character that was really hilarious, kind of a self self deprecating. You know, nice. a, a, a character. Yeah. Oh, well, Daddy, you know, this is what I like, at least when you see the, somebody making a cameo in their own movies. That's not that bad. I like it because it's kind of their signatures. So, yeah, for me, it's, yeah, like, exactly. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. Love yeah, Ron it. Howard, who directed tons of movies, he would either have himself or his brother or sometimes even his mother do a cameo role. And his brother actually got really good at it. So he became a lead or a support actor in many movies. Really? Well, I didn't know he had involved his family in there. That would have been nice to know. So at least I know what looks like his family. That's awesome. I think it's very nice to have your mom in there and uh, do the same thing. Yeah, I like it. Have you ever seen, did you see The Matrix when it first came out, the the original Matrix with Keanu Reeves? I love Keanu Reeves. Uh, I might have seen it, if but that's way long time ago, so I might. Well, if if you have seen The Matrix, you would never say I might because it was mind-blowing, revolutionary, transformative story. So I'm going to say you haven't seen The Matrix. And I have my... seen The Matrix, but not at the time it was coming out. But I signed Furious Letters. And you fell asleep halfway through? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, anyway, and Ron, Howard's, Ron, Reeves, Howard's brother, yeah. Ron okay. Howard's brother is in The Matrix. He plays the the bald-headed guy with the little goatee who betrays all the other people in the Matrix and then himself wants, wants to go back into the Matrix because he doesn't like how hard it is. Oh, typical. <laughs> typical. <laughs> typical. <laughs> Nothing new with that. Yeah, that's yeah. just what you would expect from Ron Howard's brother. Typical. Exactly, it's typical. That's what he was doing it when he grew up. Here we go. <laughs> Diva. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I said few years later, but I did not, you know, for me, it was just like, okay, that's nice. But I did not really connect it with those movies um, for the Matrix. I know it was, everybody talked about it because of the, what do you call it? The effects and, uh, yeah, the effects right, and yeah. everything like that. And there, but for me, I did not connect it. It's like, is it Star Wars? Yeah. So Star Wars, after a minute, I am so bored, I could care less. And people did you just love say Star that? Wars. Yes, right. I did. What yeah. country are you from? Uh, oh, South, South Minneapolis. South Minneapolis right. in that Hootenanny land. Yes. Hootenanny land, right. The little land. Exactly. Here we go. You got it. Don't forget the shotgun, too. That inbreeding explains a lot. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. When I go. My uh, my uh, family tree is just all in a straight line. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I when I go to family reunions, I'm looking for a date. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go out of town just to try to date if somebody can drag them back by the hair and <laughs> get them a stage over there, oh, like the yeah. cavemen. We're part kidding, right. people. Don't take part it too personally. Part but, Billy, part caveman. I love it. Yes, exactly. So, but yeah, no, it's um. 
Yeah, it's for me, uh, you know, or you like it or you don't. But for me, when they redid all of them in what, 2000, something like that, that was a huge deal. I'm like, yeah, no. Thank you. you. Mean, you're talking about Star Wars now, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes. I'd rather, no, watch the, I'd rather watch the X-File at that point because I love the movies, the X-File, X-File. actually. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. That was like extreme. The truth <laughs> is out there. <laughs> I thought it, I think it landed tonight here. <laughs> actually, he landed, he crashed, actually. Oh, Welcome to mothership. Area They're 51. coming for me. It's the mothership. <laughs> They're coming for me, Emma. Bonehead. <laughs> Yes, we do. Yes, we Ooh. do. Did you see E.T.? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Oh, I'm, I'm civilized, buddy. So we're fine. No, you're from Hootenanny. So you're part Neanderthal. Yes, and I'm still civilized at some point. We just, you know, we just sing, a, you know, <laughs> the beat is a different drum. We sing a different song, but that's all right. <laughs> sing, sing a different song for us, would you? Come on, Emma. Sing us a different song. Oh, I can do the one, one the belated. Two, the one. <laughs> <laughs> I can do I can do the Marlin version of it if you wanted to. <laughs> I don't even have to do Yeah. <laughs> Let's get together and feel all right. What are you breaking over there now? I think I just broke my glass. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, my god. No. Thankfully, they cost $5 on the internet, so I don't really care too much. Good. And I'm sure you get a full box waiting for the next one to break. I do. Yep. I've got okay, perfect. Got it in my car, in my drawers at the house, you know. So just, uh, it's just kind of like disposable Kleenex. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. Can't, can't find my yes. glasses? Just pull another one out of the box. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, because it's like, oh my goodness. So, yeah, no, uh, E.T. was a very good one, actually. I love E.T. Uh, mm-hmm. I like when she screamed the kid. <laughs> that was pretty cool. What was her name again? I forgot her name. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that was her first feature film, and she has done very well for herself ever since. Yes, I think she has a talk show now. She does. She has the Drew Barrymore Show. Here we go. Which is an incredibly original name for the Drew Barrymore Show, since the star is Drew Barrymore. Exactly. May as well, you know, keep it uh, simple. Right. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just yeah. did the C-show because it's the C-show, but keep it simple. Make it your own by putting your name in there, which makes sense. But your name's not in there. No, it is. First name, Emma, the E. <laughs> but not the middle <laughs> E because, because the middle E stands for and people. <laughs> yes, exactly. That makes no sense. Unless, of course, you're from Hootenanny, Neanderthal, Neanderthal land. Yes, exactly. That's what the E is an end, and that's all good. We yes, all but... love each other in Hoodnanny Land. It's beautiful. <laughs> and it's Friday one night. love, <laughs> one heart. Let's <laughs> get together. together. Feel be... all right. It's feel all right? Okay. I was saying it would be all right, but feel all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I like, like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I, love... I don't like know. A, I got a man crush on Matthew McConaughey. I like him. I like the, when he talks. Yeah. I like his yeah. acting. He's, 
Yeah, he likes to What's play drums to like? naked. We like it. No, nothing. <laughs> did you go in there? I did. You said that out loud. You know that, right? To what? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know either. What you talk no. about? The only thing I I'm said. Hey, it's it is a fact. Danny likes to play the drums naked. That's a fact. That's not How a lie, you know actually. How do you know because that? he got arrested. <laughs> really? <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> no. The neighbor called him. He was called playing drums him. naked in public. He was in his house, and some neighbor called him, and the cops got him arrested. <laughs> How can you? No, that is not yes. fake news. Fake news. No, 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 no. Several years ago. No, you cannot get arrested for playing the drums in your own house, regardless. Uh, of what he you're was okay. He was making noises, and he was naked, <laughs> and he went to wait, the door, wait, wait, and he got right arrested. There. And you that's a true right fact. And it was several no, years no. ago. Fake news. Way no, 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 no. Way before, way before he got married and stuff like that. So no, no, no. He does, and he said it too loud too. Then he likes to play naked with the drums, and I'm like, cool, man. Anytime you want, stop by at my house. <laughs> you, you can't. That's the fake news. That's that's the fake news. No, the it's a real news. What are you, you talking can't about? Get arrested. You can't get arrested for playing drums in your own house. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. Oh, if you open the door where the cops are coming and you're naked, yeah, that's a problem. No, it's not arrested though. That's not indecent exposure because you're not in public. You can be uh, naked in your own house. You're not. I'm sorry, but you did. He did many years hey. ago. He did. No, no, and he even admitted it actually publicly. Well, yeah, because after he got such great coverage on the fake news, he thought, I'm going to run with that. <laughs> well, hey, why not? You know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you try to sleep and you get your neighbor and stone and high like a kite and you just want to sleep <laughs> and you're playing around. Uh, yeah. See? More fake yeah. news. You don't know no. that he was high as a kite. You don't know that he was stoned. You don't even know that he was naked. You he weren't there, it. Emma. Prove he it. said it. Prove it. He said fake it. No, don't believe it, folks. Emma's making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Did he so. does. No. no, he does. Nah. He does. He does. He does. He's one thing. Man, he's well known for that. No, 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 no. Did you, Mojo? Did you left? Did you live under a rock or what? How did you guess? I don't think I even told you that. Well, I do know. I do know. Because he did not even know that he likes to play drums and he likes to yes. play naked. Okay. He does. He I'm said it publicly, actually. I yeah. believe all of that. But I don't believe you can get arrested for playing drums naked in your own home. That's fake uh, news. But it went viral no. because it's Matthew McConaughey. Well, it's Matthew McConaughey. The problem is, is if you go to your backyard all naked and on a view of the neighbors, yes, it becomes a problem. Well, see, now you're changing the story. No, I don't. Did. Not. Did so. <laughs> fake news! Emma's making No! Stuff. <laughs> no! <laughs> Caught you. He was playing. No, mm -mm. that's not the story you told me. Mm hmm. He was naked, <laughs> arrested, and that was it. No. I, I am I, telling let's, you. Let's play back and find out exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> and then Emma said. <laughs> And then Emma said, he was playing drums naked in his house and the police came and took him away. Nope. <laughs> and then she said, and he was in his backyard exposing himself to his neighbors. That's the problem. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 Listen to me. 
One of the best stories will always be the time that the actor was arrested in Austin, Texas for playing the bongo drums naked. In his memory, Greenlight, McConaughey opens up about the night of 1999, which found him playing the bongos naked. Here we go. And he got arrested, actually. After... Yep, he was playing the drums naked, the dude. The dude went all naked. Not Uh, not by fault. In his, uh, okay, hold on. In 1999, which found him playing the bongos naked after about 30 plus hours of straight partying. He sets the record straight that he was trying to mind his own business when a couple of Austin (laughs) cops took it upon themselves to break into his house. It was time to smoke a bowl and listen to the beautiful African melodic beats of Henry Dikonge play through my home speakers. It was time to stand over my drum set and follow the rhythm of the blues before they got to Memphis oh, no. on my favorite Afro-Cuban drum. No. It was time for a jam, he explained. What I did not <laughs> know was that <laughs> while I was banging away in my bliss, two Austin policemen also thought it was time to barge into my house and announce, wrestling me to the ground with nick sticks, handcuff me and pin me to the floor, the actor explained. Oh, look, looky, <laughs> we got here, <laughs> the royal knob cop. With a crew cut who looked like a Nebraska corn Oscar himself, <laughs> said I read the driver's license. He picked up off my coffee table. He, rise. he writes. Then he picked up the bong and looky what we got here. <laughs> Mr. McConaughey, you are under arrest for disturbing the peace, possessing marijuana and resisting arrest. He proudly stated while squatting top. <laughs> They escorted me out of my house through the courtyard entry on the way to the street, still naked and reluctant to submit to the inevitably of my predicament. I got real real relatives (laughs) and decided it would be a clever idea to run up the walls left and right and get it back. Good oh, passageway and do a somersault black f- backflip over the Cornhusker cop who was guiding me from behind. Mr. McConaughey continues. My thinking was that in, mi- in mid fight, while upside down in the air, I would assume a peak position and then slide my cuffs wrists under my butt and up and over my legs, then stick the landing behind the Cornhusker. Now, with my fettered hand in front of me, my rationale at the time was that after pulling off such an extraordinary Houdini-like stunt, the officer would be so impressed that they would abrogate the arrest and set me free. I know, stupid, but remember, I'd been celebrating for 32 and a half hours straight. Unfortunately, it did not work out for the actor, and he ended up spending the night in jail, getting released the following day on the thousand bound. According to the AP, it really wasn't <laughs> that bad either. I don't want to rent a place there, but it was nice. T- <laughs> this was a nice <laughs> day for a night, I kind of said, of his time in jail. See, 
So yes, he did go get back, arrested. Yes, but you go back to the three things that the policeman charged him for. None of those were indecent exposure or for playing your bongo drums naked in your house. Yes, he was. He's, Actually, no, he was for the, the, uh, the he was disturbing. Charges. He was disturbing the peace. Well, That's he was right. disturbing the peace. And what was this? Uh, Mary Jane. Well, let's, let me say this. If you have a chance to see a naked guy and Mary Jane, knowing that Mary Jane will land you more in trouble, you don't care about the, the decent exposure. At this point, you take the Mary Jane. Yes, but no, he, the policeman said there was three things that he got arrested for. One was uh, disturbing the peace, possession of yes, marijuana, and resisting, and resisting arrest. There was nowhere does it say in that article that he got arrested for playing the drums naked in his house. He, was still playing the, he still was playing the drum naked, so it doesn't change my story. He's still playing the drum naked. Well, you, you can deny the facts all you want, <laughs> but I have proved my case. Case closed. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. He got judge. arrested. I'll just give it to the judge. Judges okay, go speak to right. the judge. Yeah, I just did. The judge said I was right. All right. Well, I'm happy to judge. I will have a conversation with the judge afterward. But very yes, interestingly, no, no. I remember the story. I remember the story because I was laughing. I'm like, I would not want somebody to wake me up when for 32 hours straight he's partying. I'm like, yeah, that would be yeah. beyond acceptable. I need to sleep. You, you do realize that this whole article was just the script made up by the Cohen brothers, right? Actually, it was part of his memoir. It's a script of a movie by the Cohen brothers. No, it's the memoir of uh, Matthew McConaughey. Hey, if you can make up fake news, I can make up fake news. It was the script of a movie for the coin. <laughs> <laughs> Flash news. No, it was Flash Matthew dance, McConaughey uh, memories, which is very interesting, actually. I didn't know you're right about it. But I remember because that was big news uh, when he got arrested. It's like, so there was the joke of playing the bong naked. And I was like, yeah, you're playing the drum naked, but it's good for you. You know. Yeah. Well, he was smoking the bong, playing the bongos with his bong yeah. bong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Now, well, that's, you know. the, that's the one act play by the Coen brothers. So, yes. it's all good. Yes. Which movie well, was it? Which what? Which movie was it? Oh, I it hasn't been produced yet. Movie. It's, it's still in production. Oh, okay. It got, right. it got sidetracked by COVID. It got... <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. <laughs> I blame COVID. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. we can blame can COVID for everything these days. I got a hangnail. Exactly. I blame COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a bad hair day today. I will blame COVID for exactly. sure. But I'll blame for no, work. I was... blame COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Somehow I ended up on MSC anything. show. I blame COVID. You're right. You shouldn't ever uh, pop in on Wednesday. That was your fault. <laughs> oh man. To me, I post. I don't know if you saw, but I reposted our episode. Uh, the business episode from Wednesday, because to me, I'm, I'm a leadership development consultant. As I told you, I've, I've been trained in leadership development. I've consulted, I've studied it. I have never in my life had more fun in a business conversation than I had with you on Wednesday. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Which only, oh, re no, which only reinforces, that only reinforces my, the premise of my Ted talk that we need to bring, play and laughter into the work world we need to integrate it into our work world oh we you know i totally agree with you on this one because i feel that sometimes people can and i felt uh in a few instances that you were on impression that i think jail would be better than where i'm going every day here because it's mm -hmm. like that is not pleasant a way and it's not a good way to go work somewhere where you know you don't need to be a clown but at least in a right. good atmosphere somewhere that you can connect with people 
And if you, you know, uh, in some instances, uh, I don't know if they are doing it anymore or not, but uh, they had always like a summer picnic or they had summer activities where you, I think I told you that it feels like, oh, good Lord, I have no choice. It's going to be horrible, right, horrendous. Right. It's going to be yeah. horrifying. And yep. to me, it's like, well, leadership should be looked at very closely and maybe you should shift people in leadership somewhere else or you should have them going through coaching sessions to become a better leader. Absolutely. I think every leader, and I, I, I believe that every good leader knows that and they do find mentors and they do train themselves to become better leaders. It's the, it's the leaders who think they know it all and they've got it wired and they are the smartest person in the room all the time. Those are the yeah. ones who, who need some emotional intelligence and have zero. Exactly. And that, that's one of the biggest things, like I always said, a coach needs a coach and so is, uh, so are leaders and so are people because you think, yeah. you, like you said, you think you know everything, but at the end of the day, that's not true. No, no. In fact, the, the truth is the opposite. In fact, you see this in the really mature leaders, uh, gurus, you know, high, high, really people who excel at whatever they do, uh, yep. the great leaders throughout history, they're the ones that say, the more I realize the more i know the more i realize what i don't know and it's it's that sense of humility that i am regardless of how much i might accumulate i'm still just a speck in the the body of knowledge available well yeah especially when you have a team there is always something you don't know and somebody knows in a team so as well being able to work with cohesion <coughs> and being able to really like i like the agile style uh, compared to the waterfall because waterfall is more strict, but the agile style, this is where really you see teamwork at its best, in yeah. my view. Well, I agree. And, and you were talking about, you know, you don't know where a good idea is going to come from. That's why I think yeah. bringing play into the workplace allows, and, and again, I'm not saying being a clown all the time. I'm saying having it integrated into the day where there's opportunities for creativity and playfulness and innovation, um, where people get to bring their hobbies and their passions or whatever into the work for a, for a specified amount of time and create yeah. some sort of some sort of activities where people can flourish in their strength regardless of their title regardless of their salary regardless of the position that they have or how long they've been there because as you and I both know your title has no direct correlation to whether you're going to have the next great idea or not I agree with you. It doesn't mean anything except, you know, you can get credit of your people working underneath of you to get promoted, but that's the only thing you get at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. mean so. it's quite in my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we it think mean, of you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, diddly squat in my book uh, when diddly it comes squat. down to titles. It doesn't Absolutely. mean anything. Right. So, and, and there are leaders who are way, way, they, they contribute way more value to their organization than their title even shows or that, the, that their paycheck shows. And yeah. But unfortunately, there's also way, way more leaders who never really earn or contribute to the organization what they're getting paid, right? Yeah, it's it works both both ways. But yeah, that's so that's the problem when you look, come down to uh, leadership and the idea of people I want to have a, uh, I want to be a manager. I want to be a VP. I want to be a director just to have a title. I'm like, well, go and start your own companies and you call yourself CEO of the company and you're fine. That's right. Start your own and see how that goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if it's just for a title, then it doesn't mean you're going to lead a team to success at all. You have to be humble. You, it's the work of being the servant, not the vice yes. versa, because you're the Bam. servant at the end of the day. You encourage your people to shine. Exactly. You're singing my song right now. In fact, I, I have do. a song for you now. You want a song? Oh, boy. Go Are ahead. You ready? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here it comes. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Very nice. Very nice. I just wanted to pick up the pace. Have you ever thought to do some Broadway show? Because you should. (laughs) There's no business like show business. The only business I know. Everything about it is appealing. Are you part of a theater group? (laughs) A theater group of one. Yes, I know. You should. Well, it's, it's actually three. It's me, myself, and I. So, yeah. It's All right. A trio troop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my own, I'm my own best company. Oh, this is so funny. I'm like, holy crapola. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'm serious. You should stop. You know, you should have your own. Um, well, you're going to have a TED Talk show, so you don't need anybody to go with you because you will be everybody in the same time. But I'm thinking <laughs> you can do your own, you know, improv. Don't you have some something over there in L.A. where you can do improv uh, near your place? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if I had to do it like on stage for a living, as, as appealing. No, not for living, for fun. Well, I think you have to go through some sort of approval process, and I don't, right? I, to me, that it seems like it becomes a business, and it's not as fun then for me. Anyway. No, I'm thinking more. You know, uh, what you got some some places do uh, improv uh, for people to come and just off the street and do it. You should do these kind. I'm not thinking to do it professionally. Oh, like I'm open thinking mic, open mic night. Yeah, yeah. Right, thank right, you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, Have that's you ever what I'm doing right that? now. You are my open mic night. Oh, good Welcome Lord. to open mic night. It's the improv <laughs> with the sea show. <laughs> Emma, our MC, and her special guest. Special, I use that word intentionally. Special guest, Joseph Moe. Joe McCarthy, give it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to do the open mic somewhere. Seriously. I am right now, right? Yeah, now. but not only on wisdom, yeah. but I'm thinking uh <laughs> like I'm curious and they will not be where you live, some uh some places that will do the open mic. Well there is there actually is a very famous improv right in my hometown. Really? Um, and I I see all the headliners, all the famous comedians coming through. I just I haven't heard yet. Well I haven't investigated. I don't know if they have an open mic night or not, but but now you got me thinking, I should look into it. It might be fun. I think so too. I think you could go. You don't. You don't have to do anything and just go with the flow because you don't even have to uh, do anything else than just uh, having. You know, you don't have to create anything. You just pop in. Every day will be different. Right. That's true. I yeah, like I, it. I, I have. I have tons of really hilarious stories from my childhood I can share. Oh, can you share one at least? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so my mom. This is. The reason this is funny to me is because it's not made up. This is the truth. My mom was the worst cook ever. In fact, she could okay. probably win awards as the worst cook. So how I know this is that when we were outside playing in the yard, the the time we knew it was time for lunch when the smoke detector went off. And oh. then when the smoke detector goes off and the, the smoke's billowing out of the kitchen window, we're like, okay, time for lunch, right? So we go mm-hmm. in and put on the, the masks to keep your lungs clean. And then you go, you, we knew that this was probably going to be a grilled cheese day because for my mom, there's no such thing as grilled cheese. It was only Cajun, <laughs> blackened chicken cheese sandwiches. But we came from a very middle to low income family and you didn't waste anything and you didn't even complain about it. So our routine was you come into the kitchen, 
you get your deep fried <laughs> blackened cheese sandwich and then you get a table knife from the drawer and you walk over to the sink and then you scrape the char off of it until it's the color that you can stand, you can tolerate, because every time you scrape it, it gets a little bit lighter. And once it's the color that you like, then you take it to the table and you say, thanks, mom, for making lunch. It's delicious. And then you choke it down. Wow. True story. True story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God my mom knew how to cook. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I went up to school from Montana to Minneapolis, and they had these big signs outside the restaurant that says, mother's home cooking just like home. And I was like, why would anybody ever go there? Drive mm -hmm. away, run away. Exactly. It's like, no, thank you. I don't want to go over the sink and clean it up, people. Thank you. I pass. Right. I could hear like the, the soundtrack from Cycle. Exactly. Oh, Bring your own ass. knife. What are you doing with your knife? I'm getting ready to clean it up, people. <laughs> Charred is not something I'm going to do. In fact, I came home from college one year for the summer, and my mom was happy to see me. She says, hey, because you're home for, from college, you know, can I do your laundry? Can I can I make you a sandwich? I mean, I mean, not like I used to make it. <laughs> right? All right. Like, like, mom, you only have one way to make a sandwich, and I know exactly how that is, and, and I'll pass. Thanks. Because I know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. In fact, Emma, this is true. My little brother, who was two years younger than I was, my mom would have him stand at the stove because she did the grilled cheese sandwich in a frying pan. She'd put butter in it and butter the bread and then put it down. And she would have my brother stand there with both hands on the handle of the stove and count to 30 and then tell my mom it's 30 so that she could turn it over and then count to 20. That's how you get a really good grilled cheese sandwich. Unfortunately, my brother would get distracted by anything. So he'd be like, <gasps> one, two, three, uh, 25. Hi, doggy. Uh, six, seven, eight. Oh, I wonder what Joe's doing. Nine, 10. You know, and oh. then the thing catches on fire and yeah. gets the fire, fire extinguisher out. And then you scrape off all the foam from the fire extinguisher and you eat your sandwich. Lovely. <laughs> Good Lord. That's yeah. nice. At least she used your brother for something, except it was the, right, the wrong timer. She used, she should have used you instead of your brother. No way. No, I was way too mature for that. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Could have really. been worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been brought worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it would have burned down the house. That's the case Burning to say. Burning down the house, right? Oh, wow. So my mom, yeah. Uh, yeah. my mom was a single mom for a while, raising three kids. My sister's five years older than I am. I'm in the middle and my brother's two years younger. So my mom um, liked to bowl back in those days and she had to get her hair into this big giant hairdo called a beehive from the, this would have been the sixties, right? Late sixties, which took a lot of time and attention and hairspray. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. she would be in the other end of the house and she wanted my sister to take over some of the cooking duties on bowling nights. So this one night uh, she asked my sister, can you make chili for, for you and the boys? And my sister's like, well, I, I haven't made chili before, but I'll give it a try. And my mom says, just follow the recipe. Everything will be fine. So my sister's making chili. And then she sees uh, that it asks for chili powder into the mix. And so she yells at my mom, who's on the other end of the house, blow drying her beehive. And says, mom, how much chili powder do I put in here? Because it's not clear on the, on the recipe. And my mom says, Oh, that chili powder's old and there's not much left. Just put the rest of it in. <gasps> so, so my sister oh. dumps the rest of the chili powder into the chili, oh. mixes oh. it in, and then she calls my brother and I for dinner. Well, yeah. you, you need to know about my sister, that my sister was the Lucy of the Peanuts gang. She was, she was a badass, man, and you didn't mess with her because 
you would lose a limb or an eyeball or yep. something. I mean, so you just did what she said and you said it with a smile and you tried not to you know, keep your head low so you didn't lose it. So she calls us to dinner and I sit down and she puts a bowl in front of me and a bowl in front of my brother and she's cleaning up. So she hadn't sat down to eat yet. And I take one bite and I'm telling you immediately my, my face turns red. I start to sweat. My hair is like standing up on, starts on fire. Like, and, and I, I don't know what to do. My body is shaking. And my sister says with her back turned to me, she says, how is it? And I go, it's good. Love it. Thanks. This. <laughs> right? And my brother who, who doesn't have any sensors whatsoever, my brother takes one bite, spits it back out at me. And he goes, Bleh, this is awful. I hate it. It's burning my tongue. And my sister turns around. She's like, what? What, Dan? What's the problem? It's so hot. I can't take it. And he runs out of the kitchen to go get some water. And my sister says, what? So she takes a bite of it. She spits it back out. She says, Joe, why are you eating that? That's why I did that. Peter, don't eat that. And I was like, whew. I'm so glad you think so because I thought I had to eat the whole bowl. And then oh my, my sister God. takes my bowl and she sets it down on the floor for our dog, Happy. Why? I don't have a good reason for that. But Happy, thankfully, was a smart dog because he came over. He got within about a foot or so. He took one sniff. And then he turns with his tail between his legs and whimpers away. <laughs> <laughs> the poor dog. She tried to kill the dog. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but the dog was obviously much smarter than I was because he didn't oh. even touch the stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hi-ch. That is terrible. Oh, right That's on cue. Did yeah, right on cue for the dogs. Yes, I know. They're making noise, and I'm like, are oh, you serious? I didn't know we people. were doing sound effects. That's so cool. I know. Don't you love like it? A foley artist. A foley artist. Uh -huh. You know what a foley, foley artist is? No, I don't, but you're going to tell me in a minute. No, I'm not. Look at it. Google it. No, I don't want to. You mean? Google, Google Matthew McConaughey gets arrested for playing the Fongo <laughs> drums. He naked. <laughs> he did. He was all naked. Uh, Never happened. That's okay, a fine. Of a, script of a Cohen script of a Cohen Brothers movie. All right. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, Foley artist. So in in movie making magic, you know, I live fairly close to Hollywood. So we had this class, or maybe it was at um, Universal Studios. They had this experience where you could go and see a Foley artist at work. A Foley artist is the person who adds sound effects to a movie because you can't record, you can't catch all those sounds in the actual recording. Uh, and so they showed us how to make the sound of, uh, of walking through leaves and knocking on the door and breaking glass, all the things that the microphone just doesn't pick up quite right. Okay. Uh, and then they let you do some of that, right? So a Foley artist is someone who creates the sound effects for a movie. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact. It's not a joke. <laughs> 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 oh my god oh it's just i love it but this is pretty this is pretty cool i like Are that fun? Fun? yes i do i'm having I fun it's, i don't know did you put people to sleep maybe probably you think you did, put, did, do you think you put people to sleep yeah but the dog barks woke them up <laughs> well yeah because what? i think there's <laughs> You can drink. He has to drink. I heard that. You drank. Yes. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes, you should. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's all my fault. All I, my I, fault. I yes, I blame you. Yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's you your could. fault, Emma. It's your fault. I know. 
Okay. You want another story from my childhood? One of my favorites? Yes, please. Because those are interesting, especially for your mom. My mom used to cook well, so we were fine. Yeah. So this one includes my brother and my mom. Um, I, I, have you ever seen the movie A Christmas Story with the little kid who wants the, the Daisy Red Rider BB gun for Christmas and his parents and the Santa Claus always say, you're going to shoot your eye out, kid. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, this. So even in Hootenanny, Minnesota, this is hilarious. Uh, okay. So I, I highly recommend if anybody who's listening has never seen A Christmas Story, which probably came out in the 80s or so. It's a classic. It's like one of the all time funniest Christmas movies. But um, since you don't know that movie, I won't reference it. But when I was about um, probably second grade uh, for my birthday, I received a BB gun, which is what I really wanted. And uh, this it was a Daisy BB gun with a plastic stock and a blue barrel. And you open up, you turn the little um, cap on the end of the barrel and it opens up a tube below the barrel and you pour BBs into it. And then you close the cap and you you cock the gun the below the trigger just once and it loads a BB into the chamber and then pull the trigger and it'll shoot a BB. Now this this isn't the kind of, there, there were other kind of BB guns and pellet guns that if you pumped super, a bunch of times, it would build up pressure so you could shoot harder and farther. This yeah. is just a, a one click. And so it wasn't, wasn't super strong, but it, you know, it was fun. It was my first gun. But of course, you know, parents and my mom in particular, she's like, if you ever even point that thing at any human being ever, if I ever catch you pointing it in the direction of a human being or the dog, you will lose it. I will break it over my knee or I'll break it over your head and you'll never have a BB gun again. Yes, mom. I would never do such a thing. Right, mom? Of course not. Right. So mm -hmm. <laughs> first night, <laughs> first night. My mom goes across the street to our neighbors. We had really good friends across the street. She's hanging out over there. And I get this typical Joe idea. So remember, I'm about um, probably eight years old, maybe nine. And my brother's two years younger. And I say, to my, I say to my brother, hey, Dan, you want to play a game? And Dan's like, really? You want to play a game with me? Yeah, let's play. I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You, you know my new BB gun, right? Yeah, yeah. What about it? So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you... Put on a bunch of clothes, like a sweater and a heavy jacket. We lived in Montana, so we had really thick winter clothes, as you do in Hootenanny, Minnesota. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so put put on this, put on all these clothes, and then stand on the other end of the bathroom, and I'll shoot you in the back, and you tell me if you can feel it with my new BB gun. <laughs> shoot you in the back? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. No, you yeah. don't. And my brother goes, "Okay." <laughs> so so he puts on several layers of shirts, a sweater. He puts on the big coat. And he's, he's standing at the other end of the bathroom. And I say, okay, are you ready? Yeah, Joe, I'm ready. And so I point the gun at his back. And in my mind, not out of my mouth, in my mind, I'm thinking, if I pull the trigger now and I shoot him in the back, he's not going to feel it at all. He's got too many layers on. So I bring the gun down ever so slowly until I can see his rear end in the sights. And the coat's cut off about his waist, right? So I pull mm -hmm. the trigger. I shoot him right in the butt. And he starts screaming, ow! Oh, you did that on purpose. You jerk. I hate you. I'm telling mom. Like, oh, no, no. Don't tell mom. I'm telling mom. And he runs past me. He runs out of the house and starts running across the yard towards the house across the street where my mom is screaming at the top of his lungs. Joe shot me. Joe shot me with his gun, mom. And I knew if he gets, if he gets to my mom, it's over. I'll never have a BB gun. This one's going to be broken over my head into a million pieces and then like sold at auction. It, this is it. Oh, this is it. What am I going to do? I'm like, Dan, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You did too. Blah, blah. I said, so finally, <laughs> I, had this, 
I had this perfect idea. And I go, Dan, I'll let you shoot me. And he stops. I mean, like from a full scream and a full run, he just stops in his tracks. And he goes, no. okay. <laughs> so, so, so we turn around, we march back in the house and he says to me, but you have to be in your underwear. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I, what, what choice did I have now? Right. He's got all the power. So sure enough, I got shot with my own BB gun in my butt and it left a little welt. Didn't do much damage, <laughs> but I did keep, I kept my BB gun. So all is well with the world. Oh my God. I like, uh, uh, I like your bro. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I like your bro. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a true story. True story. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. We didn't have BB guns, so we're fine. We just did with the knives. Just <laughs> each other with just, knives for real. Just, through, oh, you did? Tell me a story. Well, my sister and I, that sounds scary, so it's going to be like a scary does. movie right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm talking, I'm talking not the small knife, I'm talking the long, sharp knife. What, the and butcher knife? We, You're talking butcher knife now, aren't you? Oh, it was, it was the butcher, but they were, you know, the one that you cut the meat with oh, and stuff man. like that. I'm talking the long, <laughs> sharp one. Yep. I'm talking the uh, um, yeah, taking the one that cuts the bread as well. So those were like you don't miss yourself because if you if you if you cut yourself, yeah, I can guarantee that thing we are cutting like there is no tomorrow. So right, right. in time where we were at war between my sisters um, and somebody was start an argument and we will instead than using and slapping each other, we used to uh, use the knives and throw knife at each other. No way. Yeah, way. And the most extraordinary oh, things, God. because we talked later on about it, we we're laughing, like, you know, we were scary because we could have killed each other. Seriously? <laughs> we Absolutely, yeah. right. We was never... Any major damage? Any major nope. damage? Nope. Oh, gosh. I don't know how we did. Seriously. Because your terrible aim. <laughs> well, we must no. have, or we were running fast enough. I will say we were not terrible aim, but we were very good at uh, dodging and at running <laughs> and at jumping and at just like, yeah. Yeah, so some kids play dodgeball and you guys play dodge knives? We just dodge knife directly. Salsa. That was easier. Yeah, I know. It's better than dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will not recommend to anybody to do that, but let me tell you something. It was very good. Oh, a word of warning to all of you children out there. Do not do try this at home because we are paid professionals. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear pro yeah, we were trained professional underage <laughs> with the knives. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We are unpaid professionals. Do not try this at home. Yeah. You might lose life. You might lose a limb. Or you might lose your BB gun. Exactly. Wow. So yeah, that was that was the the, the insane thing we did. Yeah. Dang. Okay, I, that, that brings up another story. You want to hear another one? Okay, go ahead. Yes, no, maybe so. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I okay. want to hear more. All right. So uh, again, my brother's two years younger, and we we did all these crazy things. Um, but one one vivid memory I have is my grandmother, who was the queen of recycling, she would uh -oh. go. <laughs> well, this is a separate story, but she would take us on Saturday mornings to the mall. But we would go behind the mall to where the dumpsters are, and she'd have us climb in and see if there's any good stuff in there that she could salvage. <laughs> so we went dumpster diving. We weren't homeless or anything, but my grandma was just the queen of recycling. But she created she without she didn't have a lot of money, so that's one of the reasons why she did this. But she created for us boys and for my sister a ping pong table, but it was it was a homemade table where she found some old wood that had been discarded and she mm -hmm. painted it and put the stripes on it and 
she may have paid for a net. I don't remember. But then she for legs, she took these old coffee cans, like the old Folgers tin cans, and she filled them with sand and duct taped them together to create towers. And those were the legs. And so extremely portable, super fun. We played in her garage. Well, during the summer months when we were outdoors, uh, we would or I can't remember. There were reasons why we'd have to take the ping pong table down, I guess, during the winter because she had to get her car in the garage. It was too cold at night to leave it out. So we would take the ping pong table apart and set it on the front end of the garage in front of where the car's parked. Well, one day, my brother and I are out there playing in the garage, and we were thinking about whether or not we should set up the ping pong table. And I said to my brother, hey, let's let's do something different today. Let's try a different game. He's like, what, what do you want to do, Joe? I said, have you ever heard of, of, of William Tell? He's like, no. What's that? He said, well, this is this guy, and and he he put an apple on people's heads and then he would take a bow and arrow and he'd oh, shoot no. the apple, right? He'd shoot the apple off their heads. And I was like, Ooh, that's cool. I said, yeah, you want to, you want to try something like that? He goes, well, we don't have a bow and arrow. I said, I know, no, oh. we'll do something different. We'll do something different. How about this? How about we'll take balloons and you could hold a balloon in each hand mm-hmm. and just stick your arms out, stand against the, the wood of the ping pong table, just stand there with your arms out and I'll take our darts from our dart game, you know, these steel pointed darts that you throw at like at a, uh, a dartboard and I'll throw them and I'll see if I can pop the balloons. <laughs> Dan's like, okay. <laughs> so, so Dan stands up against with his back against the boards, a balloon in each hand. And I'm standing at the other end of the garage and I, I played baseball as a kid. So rather than just. Oh, he's going to come in a sec. So don't worry about it. And I forgot to look at it. And then, you know, it just dropped. Come on, Mojo, you're going to come back up in a sec and finish your story. So if he's showing up or if he's having a heart attack or drinking too much. So hold on. Here we go. He's back in three, two, one. Martinis. And I, I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. So just just take me drunk, Gossifer. I'm home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what happened with the bow and arrow? Because that's a creepy, a creepy story that, um, yeah. I can hear you. What's going on? What's the last thing you heard me say? I was saying that you were you didn't have a bow and arrow, and uh, he was he was explaining to you that you needed a bow and arrow. Oh yeah, yeah. I said, well, hey Dan, we've got darts and we've got balloons. So here, let's do this. Let's blow up a couple balloons, and then you hold one in each hand and put your arms out wide, and stand with your back against the the board that we had used for ping pong. And I said, mm-hmm. and I'll just toss darts and see if I can pop the darts. And these are steel tip yeah. darts like you would have in a in a pub or a bar, right? So I'm a baseball player, and I'm thinking how, you know, I, I, I'm a pitcher, so I know what I'm doing, right? So I get on the other end of the garage, and I toss a couple darts, and they stick in the wood. And Dan says, okay, my turn. I'm like, okay, well, I missed, right? And so Dan's, Dan, Dan takes the darts. He's two years younger. <laughs> so he's probably, what, six or seven or whatever. Um, and I've got these two balloons. I'm standing with my back to the wood and Dan he winds up like a pitcher on the pitcher's mound like in major league baseball and he takes this dart and he throws it as hard as he can and it sticks in my belly just below my belly button and it, it's it goes right into like 
all the way up the shaft so that the point had disappeared <gasps> into my belly. And, and no. I, I didn't have, I didn't have any fat in those days. I, that's a little different now. I didn't have any fat in those days. So it had gone into the muscle just below my, below my belly. But so now here's this dilemma. My mom and my sister are just inside the house with my grandma. But if we say we were throwing darts at each other, we're going to be in way more trouble than I am with a dart sticking in my belly. So my brother comes running over. Oh, what? Ha- I'm sorry. What do we do now? Right? Because I got this dart stuck in my in my belly, just below my belly button. And I said, I don't know. Should I pull it out or should I leave it there? Because if I pull it out, it's going to bleed. What are we going to do then? And Dan says, well, if you don't pull it out, how are we going to get past mom to get to the bathroom and get a Band-Aid? Like, good point. Good point. So, so I pulled the, <laughs> pulled oh the dart out of my belly. And you could see the blood start to spurt out with my heartbeat. So boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And I'm I'm, press, I'm pressing down for all I'm worth, trying to hold it in. And so Dan and I go running through the kitchen, past my grandmother and my mom to get to the bathroom where the Band-Aids are. And they're like, hey, boys, what are you up to? Nothing. We're good. Nothing. Do you need anything? Oh, no. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Went in. Oh, my God. Up my, I patched up my belly. And quite honestly, looking back, I probably could have got tetanus or something like that. But. Uh, by God's grace, <laughs> I survived. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. Wow. You're insane, people. <laughs> Got that right. It took this yeah. long for you to figure that out? No, I knew it the first time I talked to you, the first second I talked to you. But it's like, holy crap. <laughs> they have an entire uh, people over there doing this. This is insane. I'm like, yeah. holy crap. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's like, Take- Wow. That's for real. Well, I wasn't throwing knives at my brother and sister. Emma. Well, that was typical of us. What can I say? I got nothing else better to do. Some throw shoes, uh, shoes and punch. We just go with the knife. That was easier. That was on the table. It's like, yeah. if it wasn't on the table, I will go grab it in a store drawers right. and send it back. It Dear like, Lord. I know. We talked about it years later. We we're laughing. It's like, good Lord, we did not kill ourselves. We did not do anything, but we were dodging. I'm telling you, when that was flying, that was flying. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> 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 it was <laughs> insanity is his best word. Well, there's no, I, I, I often look back at my childhood and all of our childhood back in those days and wonder how any of us survived because there was no safety and there was no you know pads for everything. You just... You just went out and you did it and you crashed and you got up and you, you did it again. And if you needed a bandage, you got one, right? So, oh, exactly. Geez. Yeah. Well, that's why it's like, holy crap. That's why it's like, wow, seriously. So seriously. that was, that was the most interesting thing ever, but uh, I will not recommend to anybody. Absolutely <laughs> not. This is not something you want to play with. Seriously. <laughs> But that's what we did when we were younger. I don't know. We just grabbed it and start to uh, swing at each other and uh, see what would stick. Nothing luckily sticked. Oh, thank Jeez. God. Right. Because that would have been bad. Seriously. Oh, it would have been very bad. Yeah. You're going to put an eye out. You just stop that, kid. You're going to put an eye out. Or a limb, you know, to make it right. easier, that would have been a limb right there. And so it's like, no, we never did. Somebody loses a leg. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that was, you know, that was the worst thing ever. And it was like, holy crap. It's like, yep, that's what we did. So it's like, no, you don't do that. Okay. And we did. <laughs> the knives were sharp. I can guarantee that to you guys. But yeah. What? Doesn't happen. It yeah. didn't happen every day, but once in a while, yes. Oh, oh no. good Lord. Oh, not every day. We didn't throw no, sharp knives no, at each other no, every we day. Didn't. You know, just, just have once in a blue moon. Yes, which is much less insane that way. (laughs) 
Exactly. So, but yeah, that was that was very interesting. That was like holy crap. So yeah, then I wanted to. Uh, that was the time of madness. What can I say? It's like okay. Well, that they happens. say madness is a sign of genius. So you and I, we must be way up there. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, just you yeah, and yeah. I. Yep. Sharing so. the sea show together. <laughs> And I know it's high. <laughs> I know it's high. Oh, you know, Sammy was about the same way since he's a professional singer. <laughs> I met with me tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, you only got me. Sorry, babe. Live with it. I yeah, got I you, do. Babe. Ba, 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 ba. I got you, babe. That was Sunny and Cher, by the way. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I no, know, Sonny and Cher. <laughs> yes, I do. Nanny. How would you know? <laughs> oh, because we had TV, so black and white I TV you, when everybody babe. had color TVs. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, that reminds me. Did you know, how do you know how old a leprechaun is? Or, or let me say that, that differently. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> I'm totally how, afraid. how do we know that leprechauns are so old? That's a better way to put this question. I have no idea. Because they know. remember back when rainbows were in black and white. Oh, cool. I didn't even thought about this one. I was afraid of something else. <laughs> well, I'm sure you were, right? I was yeah. avoiding it, actually. I'm like, I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, what, yeah, what I'm like, no. What, what, instrument, what instrument does the arrogant show-off leprechaun play? Oh, I have no idea. The brag pipes. The what? Brag, brag pipes, brag, brag, the yeah, brag pipe. Know. <laughs> that makes it even better. In fact, you not knowing actually saved this joke because it wasn't that funny to begin with. No, I did not got it. This is like, so this like, is like okay, talking what? to Graciela. I see Graciela out there putting her claps. I, I tried these jokes on her and it's kind of the same crickets. In fact, actually, there was crickets at one point in the background. I was like, told her a joke. Silence and in the background was and that's a comedian's worst nightmare. Crickets, man. Yeah, I know. This oh, is why I... cheers. I get another drink. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> that that sound, sounds good. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. <sighs> oh good lord. Oh There's my another, god. Another song so I wanted to share do? with you. So what are you going to do the rest of the weekend, except you're going to traumatize the church and... uh... (laughs) Hey, you know, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Yes, it seems like it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem like it. Ask Matt uh, McConaughey, he'll tell you. Well, he's doing good. He has a beautiful... <laughs> just, just, yeah, that's good, Emma. Just leave that hanging. Fill in the blank, folks. Fill in the blank. Yeah, he's doing good. He's got a beautiful. Um... He has a beautiful family. <laughs> he has great kids. Actually, he has cute kids. Uh, he did yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he did. He, he did, did pretty great. good. I, I really enjoyed listening to his talks. He does a lot of uh, talks on YouTube and he interviews some really fascinating people. And uh, I like his. I like his questions. I like his perspective. He's he's way more interesting than. Um, some others in his profession off camera right yeah 
Yes. But one that surprised me, actually, and that's, uh, he's doing pretty good on his talk, is Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson? Yes. The, bo- the boxer? Yeah. I'm going to hit you in the spleen. Actually, he's <laughs> been Tyson doing pretty good. Uh, he has great, as, actually, he has a great uh, podcast show. He bit the ear off of another human being. Yes, and that was when back then. When back then, and he has changed a lot. No, we can't allow people to change. Why? What not? would this world become? Well, because it would we're be always... a better world. Oh, come on! Don't get so deep with me. Come on, get out of the deep end. You're gonna drown. Come no, on, no, 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 no. I like Join it. You know what? If pool. you did, you ever listen to him? I like him actually. No. He's uh he. Uh, he has a very interesting talk, and he has great guests actually coming on his uh, podcast. Well, He's a very interesting guy. He's very funny too. Fake news. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. I, no, I've no. heard, so I, I don't nice know guy. for sure. Okay, no. so I have to check him out. I have to check out Mike Tyson's cannibalistic yeah. interviews. No, he doesn't do cannibalistic interviews. He changed a lot. He's a, I like him very much. He has changed a lot. And as a boxer, it was very interesting, actually, to know the path for, uh, for him. And, you know, being taught to be always in rage. So that's why he won. He was fooling all of his rage on every of, of his, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Opponents? Yes. That's what he had been taught. To get his rage out on his opponents. Well, he yes. was in the right. He was in the right sport then, right? Well, that's what they taught him to do. So, if you put the rage in there, then yes, you become a uh, you becoming one of the best one because you put the rage in there. So, yes. But it was very interesting to hear about his story as well, where he grew up and how how thing unfolded for him. And uh, he did lost child actually. Uh, mm. One of his child passed away, but it was very interesting to see uh, how he has evolved since then and what happened to him. So, for me, it's very interesting to listen to him and his story because I think uh, you know you want to portray him as who he was, but who he is now and how he worked toward anger, toward life, and not understanding better how it works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So for me, I just give him some kudos for somebody who, you know had a rough start being able to make changes in his life. And he, like you said, he's still a work in progress. There's still a lot of things that he need to work through it. But um, I, I appreciate his uh, honesty and the fact that he's been able to share his struggle. Hmm. Well, now I'm actually interested. I, I would have had no interest otherwise. But, but I know. I, well, the, and I don't, I'm not here to save the world and say everybody, you know, pretend to be, you know, uh, reform, blah, blah, blah. But he's one of the one who really uh, has opened himself, himself up. So you kind of understand as well when you're talking a boxer, it's not going to go generally. You're going to see when they are training and stuff like that. This is not, I'm going to go smell the roses. It's right. really, you know, the what they do for a living and where they get the rage when they got all of that. So showing how he got trained made a lot of sense afterwards when first what it is after that in his life made a lot of sense. It doesn't excuse everything, but at least he set the motion of what he has done afterwards. Mm. That's actually a beautiful beautiful story of redemption and about the possibilities in all of us that our past does not determine our future. It, It says where we've come from. It doesn't say where we're going from here. 
Yes, and uh, that's why I appreciate with him. But he has a very interesting, I'll say, he has a very interesting uh, show. And even when he talks, you can see the guy can think. He's not totally brain dead like some people think he is. And uh, he has a good sense of humor. He still scares people because he's still, when you see the guy, he's a beast on his own. He's intimidating. Yeah, but, he is intimidating. Yeah, right? but he's a very, I will say, he's, uh, he's a good person. He, he, he works toward to become, continue to become good and continue to evolve uh, in a more peaceful way. So I do appreciate him. I like what he does. Um, and he has learned a lot. You know, he had uh, a worldwide reputation when you talk about him. But uh, you need to understand some of the things behind the scene to understand the men as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. And in fact, until tell your description just now, I would have I would have come to the erroneous conclusion that I have nothing in common with Mike Tyson other than being a male human on this planet. But you said one phrase that I can identify with. And so now I actually have an affinity for him. And that is, I am a work in progress. We are all a work in progress, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's what I appreciate with him. And he recognized this. He has done through interviews and he's still saying it to people. He's not perfect. He's not this, he's not that. But at least he's admitting that, you know, there is days are harder for him and there is days are better for him. So he's been very honest and open. And even uh, his wife, um, uh, God bless her heart on that too, has gone through all of that with him. Uh, he's still by his side and understanding the struggle he has. But yeah. it comes, it started all when they started to train him as a boxer. Mm. That's yeah. the problem. And that was a problem right there. It's what did it to him to in order to get him where he needed to be as a champion. And he had to get that rage inside of him at all of the time. And he was allowed to do that. And, you know, there is a part of it as a boxer. Well, you're going to have to do it because you want to win. So there is the anger, the savage in you that's going to, the warrior in you that's going to come out. But... Uh, it's um, more difficult sometimes to do things like that. I'm going to put myself on mute for a sec, so I'm going to let you continue the show. Well, I'm really enjoying the harp music because there's nothing like a good harp to tell the Mike Tyson story. If I was going to make a soundtrack of Mike Tyson's story, I would choose harp for the soundtrack. Uh, is anybody out there? I see that we've had 88 people pass through, but that really in the Wisdom app could mean that there's still nobody here. Because they saw the title, Friday Night at the Sea Show, Come Get Bored with Mojo. I hope you guys understand that was that was tongue-in-cheek to get your attention, to make you laugh. Hey, let's do, let's do an experiment. If there's anybody out there, clap your hands virtually. Anybody? Anybody home? Dealer? Dealer? Anyone? All right. We have a guest. All right. So you, sir, represent 88 people. <laughs> Either 88 who are listening and won't clap or idiot that have passed through and found something much more entertaining and enriching to their lives. So if you just joined us, uh, Emma, who I met for the first time on Wednesday, she was doing her Wednesday business talk. So I jumped in to listen and then I contributed to that conversation and we, we laughed very hard in this business talk. And as I told her, I've, I've been in plenty of business discussions, but I never had such a good time, never laughed so hard. And then she invited me to help her co-host the Friday Night at the Sea Show, <laughs> and it was in that conversation that I was sarcastically said, yeah, let's title it Come Get Bored with Mojo, and it looks like that's what you put in the title. Um, and actually, if there is only one person still in the audience, then we have successfully <laughs> met the expectations of the title of our show. Uh, 
Uh, let's see. So I was telling some stories from my childhood, uh, which was very colorful and enjoyable. I grew up in Montana, uh, middle of three children. I had an older sister, younger brother. But one of the cool things about our family, the McCarthys, is that we had 30-something cousins just in my generation, all whom lived pretty much in the vicinity. So my grandmother was like her, my grandmother's farm. They lived in my grandmother and grandfather homesteaded to Montana from somewhere in Wisconsin, I believe. Uh, and I don't even know what year, but back before my dad was born. And they uh, established a, a homestead and built a farm, a small little farm in a town called Acton, Acton, Montana, A-C-T-O-N. And Acton, the last census I heard, they took a population of Acton and the official census said the population was seven. But the truth is there isn't even seven people in Acton because half of those people live outside the, the town limits. I was going to say city limits, but it's not a city. In fact, Acton is really just two buildings. There's a granary, like an old, an old granary that they use to store the grain in to put on the train tracks as it went by to take it to market. And then across the train tracks, there's one building that when I was a kid served three purposes. It was the post office and the restaurant and the gas station all in one. And one of my friends said, how boring would that be to be a postman in a town of seven? And I said, well, he was the postman, but he was also the restaurant owner, the cook, uh, the cleanup lady, and he was also the gas station attendant. So he kept himself busy. That building actually is still there. It's been rebuilt. I think there was a fire at one time that burned it down. They've rebuilt it, but now there's no gas station. There's no post office. It's just a basically a bar. And that is Acton, Montana. In fact, there is one sign as you're driving up the highway, it's a two-lane highway um, to Acton, there's a sign, it just says Acton on both sides. So you actually enter and leave Acton, Montana, all in the same second. <laughs> Pretty funny. And Acton was 15, is 15 miles north of Billings. Billings is the town that I grew up in. Billings had then a population of about 100,000 people, a little less, I guess, at that time which is the, or at the time and now, still the biggest city in Montana. Montana has the fourth largest land mass in the United States, and yet the population, the total population is under a, a million. And so the, the joke was, and I think it's still true, that in Montana, cows outnumber people six to one. That's <laughs> cool. Outnumbered. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> There you, are. there you are. Yes, I I was. I had to pick up that that call on this one, and I am back. I am back. Everybody, welcome back to the stage. The one, the only, the legend in her own mind, Emma Tigalo. No, 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 You know, it's nice. Is the the effects are free, people. Invite Joe anywhere. Follow, follow Joseph Joe, Mr. Mojo, anytime you want because you get free. <laughs> you got totally free um, effects. I love it. Sound effects. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to say free or freak, but I, either way, I, I resemble It's a freaky remark. free. Okay, let's call it the freaky free. The freaky Friday. Sound effects. The free Freaky Friday show with Mojo yeah. and Emma. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, yes. welcome, young children. Please close your eyes. You don't want to see what's going to happen here. <laughs> oh, especially <laughs> with we're playing with knives. Forget exactly. Us. <laughs> please, please, people, please, please, just listen to what we're saying, but not what we're doing. Yeah, 
I, you know, this is when I was younger. What can I say? We and as I said, with my sister, we afterwards we were laughing we're like, "Wow!" I'm like, "That was insane!" Throwing each yeah. other those knives, and we were going at it. And when I say we're going at it, it was not like, "Oh, I'm pushing it." No, 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 no. We're taking the knife and aiming, and we <laughs> 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 were just like, we were good at dodging it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's about right. it. Thankfully, you're a terrible aim. Otherwise, you wouldn't be no, here talking about No, we were pretty good. We were no, fast enough. No, no. We were good at, at... No, no. This is where you get no, trained. No, no, no. No, 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 no. This is where no, you no. get trained. Mm-hmm. You get trained what? You get trained to dodge at, knives. Exactly. Yeah. As if that's a skill you needed in your current career. Hey, You always I'm do. A, I'm a consultant and a knife dodger. You know, as a consult, have you ever been in a room, maybe you've never heard, where people, you have to wear a bulletproof jacket because by the time you sit down, you know they're going to go aiming at you? Oh, yeah. Well, as I told you, I'm a preacher, so that happens every Sunday. (laughs) Exactly. So, in my world, it was better because at least I call it training. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's right. Actually, That is training. Who knew? Who knew that? Dodging knives from your brother and sister would actually be a, a marketable business skill. It is. You have to, you know, you need to have a very thick skin and to do a what we do. Right? A and a very vest. good, I, I have a very nice flashy perp, uh, pink one just because I can. At this point, <laughs> every time I went in corporate, I'm sorry, Emma would unearth crap that needs to be fixed and Emma right. will bring it to the table and people did not like it and I'm like I'm sorry but we got a problem here we need to resolve it doesn't make everybody looks good I don't care let's go and fix it together so we can move along better exactly actually that's and, that's a great uh, that's a great metaphor for life if you ignore yeah. if you ignore the crap long enough it's going to fester and get worse it's not going to make anybody better or or a wound for that matter maybe that's a better metaphor you can ignore it. You can say it's not there. You cannot treat it, and it'll fester. And worst case scenario, you'd lose your arm or a limb or, or die, right? But if yeah. you bring, if you admit the fact you've got a weakness, you've got a problem, you've got a, a wound, metaphorically or physically, and you treat it properly, and admit, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I need help. Then you get the treatment that you need, and you can be stronger on the other side. Well, that's the problem I always found in corporate is that you get people. That's why I like the agile style better than the waterfall is because the collaboration and being able to talk and find a solution. But in some instances, you feel like you're going to jail every time you go over there because (laughs) you are not being able to speak up when you know you got the expertise, you identify a problem. And nobody cares or they don't want to hear about it. And you're like, well, we got a problem. So we, this is going to blow up in our faces sooner or later. Let's be proactive. Let's fix it before that blow up in our faces. Then you got right. to point your finger right back at us saying it's your fault. Yeah, no, exactly. let's work together. So for me, it's very, um, I said, uh, it was crucial to know all of this, even though, I, as I said, I wasn't popular around the block. Heck no, because Emma was the fixer and Emma unearth a lot of things people didn't want to face up. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not here to blame. I'm here. We got a problem. We need to find a solution. That's all. Let's Emma, all think about it. Emma the yes. fixer. <laughs> yes, I am the so, fixer. I, I that's love what that. I do. Have, have you seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Yes, I do, actually. John Travolta? Yes, there, I do. There was, there was a fixer in yes. Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. Emma the fixer. 
<laughs> you know, I like the first scene when you see the two others at the uh, at the <laughs> at the restaurant. Hey, honey bunny! <laughs> right. The, the, the dialogue, the dialogue in that film Amazing. is so great because it's so way out of context. I love it so much. I know. I know. Blows away all the stereotypes completely. I yeah. know. This is what I loved it when I saw it. It was awesome. I loved it. It was like, yeah. oh my god, that's awesome with Uma yeah. Thurman. Travel tied. It was Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, and there in a not very good position at that point for him. Yeah, John yeah, Travolta. John Travolta. Right. Uh, I forgot who was the black African. Um, uh, I like yeah. him actually. Samuel Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Yes, yeah. and is Mac? Uh, what do you call it? A Big Mac in France. <laughs> what? Is this a joke? Hey Joe, what do you call a Big Mac in France? Yes. I don't know, Emma. What do you call a Big Mac in France? A Big Mac. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yes. He was, he was an awesome... I liked uh, Tarantino. He was a very... I don't know. Uh, he was extremely avant-garde like he is. Yeah, but he was yeah. a very good movie. It yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, Tarantino is one of those, uh, you know, kind of a genius outside-the-box thinker. Oh, yes. So, you like how you, you know, hate it. You do, right. Absolutely. And I think the first time I saw his movies, I hated it because it was so unusual so foreign to whatever i expected it yep. did not meet my expectations but then i go back and look at him and i realize i can really appreciate the the brilliance of of doing the unexpected right yes yeah absolutely that's what i Just, love with him it's very interesting yeah absolutely the story of my life unexpected exactly mm-hmm. we are it's an interesting road we're on that's for sure yeah so and that's where life takes you know, us right I love the fact that you've got that knife story because we all have those stories. Just sometimes we forget about them. Or I don't think anybody else will volunteer a knife story like we had because I can see I can see uh, myself with my sister arguing, and I don't remember who which one got the knives first. But I remember I had one of them started to throw it at her. She threw it at the other one, and we were dodging. And I, and one day woke up and like, holy crap! I said, whoa, we got missed by uh, by not that farm. Like, thank God because we could have killed ourselves actually with those knives. Then you do, as I said, there is no take two on those. <laughs> that's right. No take two. No do over. No, no. So, so that's why it's like maybe people like they're gonna now unfollow me, thinking, "Oh my God, that she's a nutcase." No, psycho! that's like run away, run really. away. No, no, not really. I'm not a psycho. Just um, yes, a little. But that was the way we we grew up, and that was you know that was the old days, and that was you know the way we we did. So somebody called the cops. So Matthew McConaughey gets yes. arrested for playing the drums in his own house, but you've got kids running around throwing knives at each other. Yes. Where are the police then? Where are the police? And there were no police because nobody gives a crap. He was in a farmland. <laughs> right. So by yep. the time by the time first of all there were no no cops because it's the um, military police over there. It's not mm. the police. One thing. Now that probably changed since then, but that was the military police that was uh, several miles away, so nobody nobody gives a crap. Phone wise, who cares? Because at that point when we were doing this, there were farms, and the farms were not from one to the other were not next to each other, so we could right. end up, you know, being dead, and nobody will realize that until my parents came back or my mom came back home. <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> Cheers. Yes, you did. So you can have a. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. Snort away, Emma. Snort away. 
Yeah. So Wait, nobody. I, I don't would. want to take that out of context either. I was not encouraging you to do drugs. No, I don't. I will never do drugs. Never did, and never will. So we're good. Yeah, because drugs might be dangerous. However, throwing knives at each other, not so much. Well, let's put it this way: knives were knives. Drugs never did, never will, never try it. Excellent. Nope. I'm Everybody the only one who has never done around the block. I never experimented. No, I could. You know, I never cared about it. To be honest with you, right. never cared about it. I had plenty of opportunity because everybody were rolling not joint but cone because that's what they did over there. Never did. Could care less about that. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was already in my own little world, so I did not need somebody to emphasize that because I was already there. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I don't exactly. need a trip. I'm always right. tripping naturally, so who cares? <laughs> yep. You, see, you and I have that in common for sure. Because I was always yeah. a kid that I'm having fun, whether it's inside my head or it's wh whatever I'm doing. I really did not need anything extra. To, to, in fact, it probably would have been dangerous had I added some sort of stimulant. <laughs> because you can, imagine, would... you can imagine me on drugs. Not be a good thing. Yeah. I... I don't think it would have been a good combo for me at all. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, it would have been a right. wrong combination, but I never had the thoughts. The only thing that would get me started, actually, it would be, I am maybe going to buy it tonight when I'm going to go to the store. Um, a bottle of Schweppes, regular Schweppes. Um, a lime of, um, a lime, no, it was lemon uh, slice and a couple of uh, ice cubes. And I will go pee, pee for an hour or two, like crazy. I do not know why. I don't know what they had on that Schweppes over there when they make the Schweppes over there in Europe. But that's the only thing that got me excited. All right. Yeah. To each, to each their own. Exactly. Thankfully, it wasn't illegal or even harmful to your system. No, it was pretty good, actually, Schweppes, because that was something we were not drinking. See, we drink only flat water because uh, my parents As were poor where to... I grew up. As Bubbly to sharp, water. sharp water? Uh, no, uh, Round no. Water? you could have Perrier, you could have Perrier, bubbly water. Bubbly, bubbly water. Yes, right? yes. Where did, where did you grow not. up, Emma? Where did you grow up? I grew up in two different countries. At the same time? No. Nope. That explains a lot. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That was a joke. <laughs> Come on, nope. hang with me. <laughs> nope. nope. They no did not joke. clone myself, That's and I did joke. not divide it. I did not clone myself, and uh, <laughs> no, nope, nope. Welcome nope. to Emma and Emma. The split personality continues. Exactly, going up in two different countries simultaneously. Oh, that, you know what? That would be super cool to do that. Seriously, yeah. I think on the yeah, quantum because... level, on the quantum level, that is theoretically possible. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> we should try that. You're going to be the good should, first. We should try that. Okay. Next Friday at the C show, Emma and Joe are going quantum level. <laughs> and we're going to split our we're going to split our own atoms. See what happens. That would be good. That would be that would be awesome. You imagine if we could do that. I'm sure we can. I'm sure somewhere here on earth they're already doing it. Oh, absolutely. Yep. They're not, not telling us. They're not telling us yet, but I'm sure they're doing it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I saw I saw it in a superhero movie, so it has to be true. I think Tony Stark, Tony Stark's doing it somewhere. That's right. highly possible. You never know. But no, or, or um, Elon Musk, because he's kind of the Tony Stark of our day. Yes, he is actually. Yeah, I like him. I like I like his philosophy. I like what he's doing, and uh, he has very interesting TED talks. Actually, he does. Yes, yes, he does. And he, he so to me, he's the kind of the quintessential modern day leader who's highly successful, but doesn't 
doesn't have that sense of pride or entitlement or I, I love the fact that he doesn't have to be the smartest man in the room, even if he probably is, but he surrounds himself with the top scientists and the top, the top business people and the top marketing people and all that kind of stuff and gets ideas from them as opposed to trying to give ideas to them. Such a better, uh, such a better style and model of leadership. Yeah, that's why. And that's one of the reasons as well. What I love what he said to me, uh, what he said, and I agree with him because I said that for several years, if I had to pick up somebody who has an MBA fresh out of school compared to somebody who has done it for so many years, I will take the person who has no diploma, but has done it for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I heard uh, a really good and talk. I, don't, I have nothing against people coming out of school, but there is in point of time, individuals who are highly capable don't have a diploma, but they can do us better than anybody else's. And for him to say we're hired anyone off the street, then you have a diploma or not, to me, it's a great way to run a company because you got people who are gifted, who are autodidact, and they don't have diploma, but they can do us better than somebody who sit there uh, rear end at school. Now, if you're, uh, I will say it's debatable at some level, especially when you're talking about a physician, well, you want them to be trained. You don't want somebody to come and say, oh, hi, Mojo. <laughs> Today, we're going to do a heart surgery on you. I just got off from the bus. <laughs> I right. just don't have any qualification. Right. But Give me a second while I check YouTube. I got to figure out how to do the spleen removal. Exactly. But <laughs> there is individuals that I know who are autodidact, and I'm one of them actually too, to be an autodidact, um, and who has done that, who I learned a lot of things, not with the diploma, but through lives, through everything I have done, and others who are as qualified than somebody who has an MBA or a PhD on some areas. So I appreciate it for him to say that because yeah, me too. He, he doesn't restrain to a diploma. A lot of companies look for diplomas. If you don't have an MBA or if you don't have a PhD or you don't have this, you cannot go. And I'm like, no, you should not discount the people who don't have a diploma because there is some very, very bright people. And you have people who are creating their companies and don't have a freaking diploma. I have not gone to universities and they are doing very well. They Absolutely. are autodidact. Never discount on those guys. Never. Yeah. Well, what mm -hmm. Elon has tapped into there, which I love, is that a human's potential has very little to do. It's not a direct correlation with the, the degrees behind their name or certification, yeah. mm -hmm. because you and I both know people who have all of the right uh, pedigree and credentials yeah. that yes. don't don't contribute much to the organization. And people who yeah. walked in, as you said, without all of that, but because they have they have a, a clear mind. And because they're um, they're smart, I guess oh, I was going to say the three things I heard Warren Buffett say this, the three things he looks for when he hires for any of his companies has nothing to do with their degrees or their diplomas. It's whether or not they're they have energy, they have yep. intelligence and they have yep. integrity. If they, yes. have, if they have all three of those things, intelligence, energy and integrity, then they can be trained to do anything and they will do it well. And he said, yep. but you got to be careful. You can't have just two out of three because if they have energy, but no intelligence, they will never oh. figure out what to do. If they have no. if they if they have intelligence and energy but no integrity, they're going to rob you blind, right? Yeah. So you got to look for all three things, and you have to have all three things. But I love yep. the fact that 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 gives us all. It opens the door open to potential for all of us. 
Exactly. And that's what I love. For me, you should not be a restraint. You, you should not be um, uh, restrained. I don't want to use the word restraint. That's not a proper word in English. But, you know, it should not be challenged or handicapped because of that. Because I said there is a lot of very intelligent people who can do the work without a problem. You need to train them. You need, But they will do a marvelous job. And I know a lot of people they became a trainer if you don't have a bachelor degree, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I know very well-educated people who don't have a bachelor degree. They stopped high school and they're doing wonderfully well, and they have their own business, and they are successful. Yep. Yeah, in fact, I don't know if you've read this book yet or the people who are listening, but I'm listening now on audiobooks to a book called Anti-Fragile uh, by Nassim Tlaib. I didn't know anything about the book or the author. I just heard it recommended by uh, on, okay. on a YouTube video I was watching. And so yeah. it got intrigued. I listened to the sample. I looked it up. And it is a fascinating look at just what we're talking about, that that there's no direct correlation historically or anecdotally or scientifically that uh, the, the formal education is a direct uh, predictor of performance, right? Because there are, there are some highly educated people that are, are, are high performers, but there's high educated people who are terrible performers oh, and vice versa. Yes. And he said that the, the greatest teacher, though, is not necessarily sitting in a lecture. And he said even the great minds, the great inventors of all time, when they really got their epiphanies, it wasn't when they were sitting in front of a computer crunching numbers. It was when they were out on a walk or they were, they were, so, they well, were silently observing nature or, or whatever, something like that. That's what uh, Einstein said when right. his regr biggest regrets of not playing enough because he realized by playing, then he would have had more stuff to create because he realized like I do too, because I remember when I was fixing things in corporate and I yeah. used to come back home, did my yoga in the middle of my yoga, I would have find the solution and I had to stop everything. So I'm like, no, you're not taking the laptop. You write it down, finish the yoga. I'm like, I wanted to speed up the yoga. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> or in the middle of the night. And what happened in the middle of the night, I will get up and start to work. So that exactly. was one thing. But yeah. it's never when I was focusing. So I learned with my mind to let my subconscious just go and said, okay, I got a problem, universe, you're going to find me the solution. And I let it go. And then with a few hours a day later or something like that, it will come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many people I've talked to that said they get their best ideas in the shower, right? Because yeah. You're relaxed, you're not yes. pressured, and you let yep. your mind wander. In fact, I yep. heard this great TED Talk recently about how the distractions of being constantly plugged in is actually squeezing out the necessary time for us to come up with new ideas. Because yes. if, you don't, if you don't have a block of time for deep thinking where you're not bombarded with distractions, you're not always mm -hmm. doing and trying to solve a problem mm -hmm. or answer an email, your mind can never get to that place where it can create something new. And I, yep. I'm really fascinated by this idea, and I fully believe it, that, you know, true innovators, true leaders in organizations, uh, true entrepreneurs who really want to excel at what they do need to intentionally protect this deep thinking time where they can let their mind water. They walk, walk you know, they're walk on a walk in nature or they're in the shower or doing yoga or meditation or whatever that is to allow their minds to be free of all the distractions so that then they can come up with these epiphanies. Exactly. You have to play more. That's what Einstein said. Play and I more. agree with him. Yeah, I know. And that's what yeah. I do. I like to go and play. I like to do exercise. I like to be outside. I like to do different things. And 
ideas come afterwards and you're like you're relaxing to it and you're like okay cool not a problem with this and it's like yeah you're enjoying it at the end of the day absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more so yeah. that and again that ties directly into the premise of my ted talk so i think it's going to get some traction uh i might I, I don't know if i told you but the the working title will be changing the world one kazoo at a time Yes, that's what you said. Yes, yes. I still, I'm waiting. I will send you my address so I can have a kazoo too, so I can start to practice. <laughs> you don't have to practice. That's the cool thing. You know, every, that's why I didn't go with trumpet because with trumpet, you do have to practice to get oh, good at it. But, but anybody yes. can play the kazoo, right? Yes, I will traumatize the rest of the world if I had to play <laughs> trumpet. It will sound like a dying trumpet. Like, exactly. I'm like, no, we don't want, yeah. Like an elephant. However... I had, uh, uh, however, when the, the person knows the play the trumpet like there is no tomorrow, the trumpet will start to literally talk to you. And I Seriously? love it. Yes. Uh, I, do you know I'm a trumpet player? That's my instrument. Yes, choice. that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a link. If anybody cares, there's a link in my bio uh, to my YouTube channel. It's got several little uh, one minute concerts I did when I was getting stir crazy during COVID. And I call it Swift Kick in the Brass. Because I'm a brass player. But, <coughs> Excuse me. I, I never play in a band, so I'm good. You don't want me to play uh, in a band. Okay. I was going to take that personally. <laughs> I never played in a band, so I'm good. Joe, however, no. played in a band. So draw your own conclusions. <laughs> no, I never did. I never, we never, well, we didn't have the luxury to do that. And no, we never did. Thank God. That would have been a disaster. Oh, Pretty much. <laughs> or I would have played a, I would have played a punk one or uh, right, right. or something like that so I can sing off keys. But other yeah. than that, no, thank you, I pass. Yeah, mm -mm. yeah they call that atonal means that there is no tone. It's actually a style yeah. of music, which what's not very fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. Hey Emma, I just got a note from my family that it's dinner time and they're expecting me to bring it home, so I'm gonna have to. Oh, cut are this you telling me you didn't have brought it home? <laughs> Let me let's bring it home, folks. Okay, well, that's good. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so you're starving. So basically, you're starving uh, oh. people? Yes, my people are starving. Yes, your people are starving. So you're starving your own people. <laughs> I'm starving my people. Oh, my yeah. God. That's terrible. That's tragic. I know. I feel sad for them. <laughs> I do. Oh, I, I did do. have another song for you, though, before I go. Really? If I can remember it, let's see. Okay. Uh, hmm. Where, oh, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over, and I thought I found true love. You met another, and you was gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was an interesting one, the last one. I like this song, actually. What song is that? Uh, when I was a kid, there was a, and this might have been where you were too, but there was a an week, uh, weekly show based on country music called Hee Haw, a variety show. Hee Haw? It, okay. Yeah, Hee Haw. So Hee Haw had some very famous country western stars, including Dolly Parton and several guitar players uh, that were really good musicians, but they also had a bunch of funny actors and they do skits. It was a, a variety comedy show, but that was a song that would come uh, on once a week after, you know, somebody is lamenting their 
getting their heart broken and they'd say, where, oh, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and I thought I found true love. You met another and you was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I say good night. Mm -hmm. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Emma. This has been fun. Can we do it again? Yes, we could. Yes, we could. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have, we've had 114 people that came into the room, found out that we were nuts, and promptly left. So thank you. Thank you, people, for giving us two or three seconds of your attention. Yes. Hey, have a good night. Here. And remember to feed your family nothing that burns down. Uh, maybe That's good right. food. Well, I was going to go make them a grilled cheese sandwich and burn it like my mom used to do. Yes. <laughs> um, now... Feel free to have another guest after me. I won't take it personally, but if he's funnier than me, he can't come back or she. So. No, because <laughs> I'm going to have to leave in the next few minutes. I have to have to be on another uh, platform. Uh, I promised and I will do an appearance. Uh, oh, so you're so popular. I have, I'm going to be, a, well, yeah, that's what, I, you know, once in a while, this is what happened. It's like, I'm in high demand and today has been crazy between uh, since this morning, actually. It's been insane and no minutes for me. So, yeah. But that's okay. I sleep better tonight. So, Emma? good night. Have a good evening, Emma. Joe. Emma. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just had to ask: Is this a paid appearance, or are you just doing it for free? Uh, no, this one is a is a free one. Not yours, mine. <laughs> no, yours, kidding. yours is free. You don't pay. <laughs> we don't pay here. The only no, we don't. All right, there would be a knife. Can send you a knife if you wanted to. Right. If only I'd have known that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the fine print in the contract next time. Yeah, hey. read the fine print because no, you do free appearances here, and I will put you on a map. Because That's after right. I'm done, what I do, I don't. No, but the fun part of it too is here, is that after I'm done, I'm downloading it, the entire show. I don't link it. I download it and I put it into my uh, podcast host. So that mean. You get more people listening to you. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, can, you around... share, can you share that link with me, Emma, so I can hear it once it's posted? Yes, I will. Yes, I will send Fabulous. you the link for the episodes when it's posted with the In-N-Out music on the top of it. This is like In-N-Out Burger? I didn't know In-N-Out yes. Burger had a theme song. Yes. In-N-Out. In-N-Out. <laughs> By the way. That's what a hamburger's. All about. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. What is the family's going to eat tonight? In and out. In and out. Uh, actually, my daughter is having in and out, and my other daughter is having pizza, and I'm having leftovers. Okay. Friday night oh, already... the household. It is a big, big party. So they, they already did their menu, basically. You just have to go and grab it. I have to order it in advance, go okay. grab it. And get it home oh. before it gets cold so I don't get myrtleized by my kids. Dad, what took you so long? It's cold. Yes, I'm I like, know. Well, Isn't that awesome? And you, you get two girls. On top. I do. And you get two girls. Good luck with that. Actually, I've got like, I don't know how many girls in my family. So I've got my, my wife, of course, and my two daughters. And then we have a beagle, a chinchilla, and two bunnies. And they're all female. I am so outnumbered. I am toast. Yes, you are. Burnt toast. <laughs> yes, you are actually. <laughs> That's the fun part of it. <laughs> yeah. Emma, I had a blast. I had a blast. I hope I get to do it again. 
Oh, yes, sure you can. If you want but to. Next time you just have to snort some more because I didn't even get through my, my full glass today. Well, that's too bad. You got to find an excuse now. <laughs> or just take take bigger drinks when you snort. <laughs> yes, you should, actually. You should have done that way beforehand. <laughs> yes, you should have. But, I, but I've only had tea martinis, and I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. So, so oh. just take me take me drunk, Christopher. I'm home. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So have a good evening, my friend, and we'll talk to you later. And I will send you the link uh, via a text message, okay? Fabulous. Bless you. Fabulous. Yeah. Have a good night. Fabulous. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, this was the boring show for tonight with uh, Mojo. I hope you all recover from that. That was funny. That was very interesting, actually. So now you know more secret here. We we used to have knives when we were kids. And yes, we used to use them throwing at each other. I know that sounds crazy, but you know what? These were the old days, all right? So that's how we did. That's how we did. But we survive. <laughs> we survive. <laughs> and we don't use those weapons anymore at all. So this is what we had to do. But I know we're laughing about it, actually, with my sister at the end of it. It was hilarious. Like, oh, are we crazy or what? Yes, we were crazy, but 